stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning to you. I want to tell you that uh, in preparation for this morning, uh, the old theme of prophetic power came back to me. And as you know, I've been teaching in that area of prophetic for, for several months. And uh, now and then it happens. And it happened yesterday as I spent time with this. We're at Acts chapter 1. And of course, Acts chapter 1 talks about uh, uh, my brother Luke referring to writing to Theophilus and uh, uh, telling that Jesus showed himself several times to the disciples seen by them 40 days from the resurrection to, to the ascension of 40 days of course 10 days more is Pentecost and so uh, verse 4 in Acts chapter 1 being assembled together uh, that they, Jesus then tells them stay in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high and of course that's a powerful verse and then, and then Acts 1.8 it says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come, you shall be my witnesses. Then comes just, just one verse referring to the ascension. One verse. And uh, I'll read it to you. It says, And when he had spoken these things that I just mentioned to you, while they beheld, well, as they look up, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of his sight. Of course, the cloud, you can find it at, uh, at the time of transfiguration. You find the cloud when Moses received the law. You find the cloud on top of the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, uh, and, and, and sounds of thunder and amber color. And uh, so a cloud simply means the, the Shekinah, the glory of God. And Jesus disappears as he goes up. He disappears in the cloud. And uh, now I want to say something to uh, to you about this. All that this is, beginning with verse ten, in which he uh, two angels look to the people that were around the place of ascension and said, uh, "You men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven?" The same Jesus which is taken up from heaven, from you into heaven, shall so come in the like manner. In the like manner. I mean, as you have seen him go into heaven. Meaning, as he went up, he will come down the same way. You'll be able to see it. Uh, there's an identification that Jesus is coming down. So, 
all of this is prophetic. The angels are prophesying the return of Jesus Christ into the earth. Now when you see something like that, it's prophetic. And what I've been trying to do is to, is to apply the prophetic power of the gospel to you. you know, in other words, I've been telling the office, we are going to Cuba in April next year. Now there's no maybe, perhaps, or when, if, COVID, and we are going to Cuba in April next year. Meaning, I'm prophesying that by April 2021, we are on a Delta flight to Bahawana in a, and eat beans. So, the prophetic power in your life is the same power that was in the life of Jesus. Meaning that the prophetic gospel, the prophetic power is calling things that be not as though they were. You know, uh, uh, Romans 4.17, speaking positively into your life and your children, speaking boldly as to what they're going to become, and speaking to their lives a word of comfort. Uh, uh, now, how does the prophetic work? It begins when you understand the word prophetic. It comes from the word prophecy. And prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. It's a gift, a vocal gift. Prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. What is the prof prophecy means? Speaking positively. 85, building. A, you know, there's a guy in Texas who has an audience of 80,000 80, people. Joe Osteen. He prophesies every sermon 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Just speaking into people's lives. You'll probably not like it. You probably don't want it. But I can tell you that. He's successful with that. And God is blessing his ministry abundantly. So don't knock it. Start doing the same thing. Speak into people's lives. So, the prophetic power in the life of Jesus begins with speaking life. So this angel, you men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven, so shall come in like men as you have seen him go into heaven. He's speaking to the future. You got it out? Now, you speak to the future means you say it. You, you, you have a manner, a style of life that will not speak bad future. Always positive, always good, always energetic. In the name of Jesus, we're going to have a trip today we're going to Tennessee. We're going to get there, have lunch with the children, and that's the way it is in Jesus' name. Now, you are, you are prophesying. So prophetic power in your life is, 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 is a power that as Jesus transferred into the disciples, you are able to transfer it into your children. It's not a property that can be paralyzed or neglected by anyone or, or, or put down. It's in the power of the tongue. So the ascension had to occur so that the prophetic power in the life of Jesus be transferred to the disciples. I wrote this, so let me read, write it again. The ascension of Jesus going up into heaven had to occur. 
Had to be visible, physical. Had to be, you know, Jesus could just disappear. You go into a room and you go to look for him, he's not there anymore. And he didn't come out of the door. Why did the ascension was a public, visible statement? Because it's prophetic. So when you speak, you speak into, into space. You speak into air. You speak physically. You don't think. You speak it. You vocalize it. That is why prophecy in 1 Corinthians 12, it's a vocal gift. Prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. By the way, every time you see somebody mocking tongues in, in the media, pray for them, would you? Pray for them. Because when you, when you what does the Bible say about uh, uh, when you uh, blaspheme against the Holy Spirit is an unforgivable sin? There's a lot of, lot of preachers that are bald-headed, 30 years above their age, playing shuffleboard in Fort Lauderdale, smoking cigar and full of cancer. Why? Because they blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm prophesying. No, I'm not prophesying. This is biblical. You speak against the Holy Spirit and you're in trouble. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't be dumb. That's just be dumb. Be smart. If you don't understand, at least respect it. Okay, now. So the ascension had to occur so that the prophetic power in the life of Jesus be transferred to the disciples. The transference of the prophetic had to occur. Ascension is a statement to Bring all the ministry of Jesus in, into a act. So in the Old Testament, uh, Moses did the same. <laughs> in, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, in Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid hands on him, upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, Joshua, and did as the Lord commended Moses. So notice that the transference of the prophetic power came from Moses into the son of Nun, which is daddy's, Joshua's daddy. He laid hands on him. And, and the people began to notice there was an anointing on Joshua that was so prevailing. My goodness. Transference. Transference. You know, I told the father yesterday that if you want to really bless your children, lay hands on them and speak a word upon their lives. My father did to me, he prayed a prayer for 45 minutes the night I left Brazil to the United States, direct flight to New York. Nobody there waiting for me, by myself, $50. And his word upon my life opened the door and God sent angels and here I am, 55 years later. I look good, don't I? A little gray hair there, you know. I mean, my nose just uh, keeps just, just there. What do you do with a nose like mine? But, you know, I feel good. I got some, uh, got some wood in here, you know. Look at this. Look at this. I've got some background. I have a, a ministry. 
that I keep on ministering year after me, day after day after day after day. And so I'm kicking. Okay? My dad spoke in my life, and the result is what I just told you. Okay. Now let's take a look at another example because you always have two of them. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. Remember, uh, Elijah and Elisha. Let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. This is what Elisha wanted. I want a double portion of I want a double portion of your spirit. So he took hold of his own clothing. And, uh, and uh, after Elijah is taken up into heaven, and he rented, meaning he's not a learner anymore. He is now a prophet. And he took the mantle that fell from Elijah from heaven and slipped the waters of the Jordan, and they parted. Read uh, 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 2 Kings 2.15. It says, Prophets in Jericho, prophets in Jericho. There's a school of prophets in Jericho. And when they viewed him, said, The Spirit of the Lord rests on Elisha. Now that's the second example I give to you to where the somebody else looked to Joshua and they saw there was something about him. If physically you can see. Physically, you can see. I just want to call your attention to that. You know, uh, uh, we have a friend called uh, John Walker. And John Walker is, is a pastor here in the vicinity of Athens, Georgia. But every time I look at him, I see the anointing. I know that he's up to something. And the man opened his mouth and, Lord Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. You know, that's something about Jody Ray. I don't know if you never met Jody Ray. But Dr. Jody Ray, when he, when I see Jody Ray, I can see that whoo, Holy Spirit of God all over him. That's a word strengthened. Oh, my goodness. All right. So the same, the, the same with Jesus. The ascension had to happen so that the Spirit of God be poured upon His disciples. Transference of prophetic power. Transference of prophetic power. Moving from you into your siblings, moving from Jesus unto the disciples. The reason why we have it today is because Jesus moved unto His disciples. His disciples ministered through the Word and wrote the Word and preached the Word, and we receive it. See, you are receiving today from me. I'm a product of the Gospel. Let's t- let's, let, let me just tell you a story quick. I know it's, the clock is running and I have five pages. But uh, a missionary from North Carolina called Dr. Carr went to, went to Brazil. He went to Franca, an area of the state of Sao Paulo. I was born in the city called Assis, A-S-S-I-S. Franca is close by. And he went into a big farm. And on the farm was a, 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 my, my, my grandfather from my, my, uh, my father's side. My mother's side, I'm sorry, my mother's side. 
And uh, he tried to uh, talk to him about Jesus. Dr. Carr used a, a suit, white suit, Panamanian suit, and Panamanian hat. I've seen a picture of him. He preached to my grandfather. My grandfather wouldn't listen. So, one, as a matter of fact, my grandfather shot on the ground close to his feet five times to scare him. But that didn't do it. Dr. Carr came back, gave my grandfather some aspirins because my grandfather had a headache. And that dealt with a headache. They became friends. A year later, he baptized 19 children. My father, my grandfather destroyed a cotton gin. You know what that is? A booze liquor uh, place to, 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 to make, make, make corn liquor. Moonshine. And the whole family was better. Now, out of Dr. Carr, upon my grandfather, upon me, I'm the son of the last child in the 19 children. The 19 children, the, oh, the, 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 the youngest one was a, a little girl called Naomi Bonfim, my mother. From Dr. Carr to my grandfather and my grandmother to from my grandfather and my grandmother to... To my mother, from my mother and my father to me. And so the prophetic power of God operates when you begin to speak it forth. You begin to speak forth. You begin to say it. Now, I've been, I've been, I'm doing this all day today. Look, I'm, I'm talking right now. I'm coming at you. All right? So some things to sort of pay attention as we go to this. Prophetic power is transferable. Write that down in your Bible. Prophetic power is transferable. It's not something that sits in the counter for about 20 years. Now, let me tell you, I have a picture of my grandfather and my grandmother. Next time I teach, I'll have them for you here. I'll put it in here so the camera can take a look. And he's a, he was a guy from a, uh, he was an immigrant to Brazil from a country called the Netherlands. They played good soccer. And when you see my grandfather's picture, you know that there's something about that man. And my grandmother, I mean, you got to, it's all over her. I have the picture at the house. Number two. Number one, prophetic is the prophetic power is transferable. Number two, prophetic power carries within it miracle power. What do you mean by that? It means that look, look at that verse. Let, let's take a look at Acts one eight again. You shall receive power. What kind of power? Prophetic power. You shall receive power. What kind of power? Prophetic power. Prophetic power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Don't get theological now. Don't get theological. Just back off. And you shall be my witnesses unto me. Meaning, you will be exposed to the person of Jesus through the work of the Holy Spirit. So after the Holy Spirit has come upon me, to expose me to the person of Jesus. It's impossible to know Jesus by reading the Bible uh, uh, only. 
or to just study books. You can know Jesus when you study the Word. Read the Bible. Study the Word. I'm sorry. Took it back. And begin to accept it in your life. So within the prophetic power, there's miracle power. Look. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come, and you shall be witnesses unto me, get to know Jesus, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the other parts of the world. Meaning, Jerusalem, we know that. Judea, yes, we know all of that. Samaria, we've been there. Unto the other parts of the world. Meaning, worldwide. Number three. Prophetic power is geared to witnessing. I just said that. Prophetic power is geared. It's, it's, the, the, its main function is to witness. Now, do you know a guy called Art Drakenmiller? You guys know about Art Drakenmiller? And uh, I'd like for you to get to know Art Drakenmiller. He, he blogs. And now and then, I, he sits on the computer and that comes out. Well, this week he wrote uh, about the Orkin men. He met a guy who came in his house to spray for bugs. And he got in conversation with that man. And the two met, and there was Jesus on the Orkin men. And there was Jesus in Art Drakenmiller, and the two just boom! That's the way it is. I'm leaving here and now, and I'm going to the hospital to pray for somebody. And I'm going to meet several people in security as I go up. And I'm going directly into an area, a, a specific area of the hospital. And they're going to be talking to me and asking me questions until I get to where I need to get. Why? I'm going to spray, spread the prophetic power all over that hospital. By the time I get to the person I'm praying for, everybody got some of it. Amen? There'll be a trail. There'll be a trail. Okay. Notice that the requirement for Joshua to receive the prophetic was the imposition of hands from Moses. With Elijah, he said specifically in the account when he talked to Elijah, Elisha talked to Elijah, uh, and Elisha, Elijah responded, You get it, Lord Elijah, I need a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah, and Elijah responded, you will have it if you see me when I'm taken up. So, every time you deal with this transference of power, you're going to have a requirement. The disciples, the requirement comes right on verse 4 of Acts chapter 1. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not, look at that, that's double negative, depart from Jerusalem. Wait in Jerusalem. Why is that so important? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who is going to call out the transference. The Holy Spirit is the one who is going to allow you to come to that point 
of experiencing. You can't tell the Holy Spirit to do something because you know Him. The Holy Spirit is the individual existence of a conscious person speaking to you directly and has His own mind. It's the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, the third person of the Trinity. You've got to allow. So until Moses didn't lay hands on Joshua, nothing happened. Until Elijah, Elisha saw Elijah taken up into the whirlwind. He didn't get it. And by the way, he just looked. That's a requirement. If he saw, he got it. And then it takes the mantle of the prophet and strikes. By the way, after that, I want to tell you it's an interesting story. Elisha, Elijah, Elisha is in Jericho. There's a spring of water that was bitter. And uh, he asked the man to bring me a, a, a bucket of salt. And he pours on that water. And the water became sweet. I have drunk out of that water. It's in, it's in Jericho, next door to the car, to the, to the place we go up to. It's next door to the wall of Jericho. It's outside of the walls of Jericho. I don't know. It could be inside of the walls of Jericho. I have no idea uh, of, the, of the topography. But it's next door to it. So waiting is important. Now tell me, uh, by the way, tell me how long did the disciples have to wait? Ten days. Why did Jesus tell them to wait ten days? He told them to wait. He didn't tell them ten days. He told them to wait. So, so why, why, why to wait? He, because the Holy Spirit is up to something. What is the Holy Spirit doing in 10 days? All I'm telling you, it's an unbelievable thing. The Parsons and the Medes and the, you know, that's the strange looking people. You know, Elamites and Medes and Parsons and from Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, the Frisian and Pamphylia and Egypt and Libya and Cyrene, I mean Rome, Jews and Protestant, Cretes. In Arabians, I mean, the Holy Spirit had to sort of allow ten days for <laughs> for everybody to get my camel to Jerusalem. You probably say, Rick, that's why uh, ten days. I don't think so. I think they were already there uh, uh, just to witness the resurrection of Jesus. You know, the Greeks came from Rome into into uh, Judea. And said to the disciple, we like to see Jesus. Where is he? Everybody wants to see Jesus. And so, and so here you got, you got people from all over the world. I mean, Jerusalem is just, hotels are packed. All the inns are taken. Did they know that the Holy Spirit has come upon them in tongues of fire? No. Did they know that the Holy Spirit would be empowering Every single person in that large gathering. No. How do they wait it? They just waited. And when the Holy Spirit said that's ready, then He comes in. You see, some of you want a blessing from God, but you don't know how to wait. You got to wait. The church needs to learn how to wait upon God. The church needs to kneel down 
close the doors and begin to pray. And as we pray, God will begin to transfer the power to make it a blessing to others. Now, there were 11 Messianic believers called of God waiting for the Lord to act. Judas Iscariot wasn't there, so the disciples were 11. But there's about 120 people there. Now, verse 9 then begins to sort of clarify things. And when he had spoken these things, a cloud received him. Now, Pentecost is where the prophetic power is released upon the disciples. In men and women from every nation, the transfer of power is, is, is present in scriptures all over the New Testament. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, your Father, to my God and your God. John twenty seventeen. In other words, Jesus is saying, Tell them, I haven't, dis- I haven't, I haven't ascended into heaven yet, but tell them that I will. See, the transferring, speaking, and forming. Look at First uh, Timothy 3.16. It says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the disciples, uh, to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. <laughs> in other words, the, the Lord Jesus... The Lord Jesus was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed in the world, received up in glory. Meaning, you see the progressiveness of the ministry of Jesus being spoken. Now, when Paul in 1 Timothy 3.16 said that to Timothy, he is saying that this is the truth of the gospel that you need to hear, transferring to Timothy the power of the gospel. Now, when you go into uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16, it gets a little better. Here it goes. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed unto heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. What do you mean? Since we have it, speak into it, believe into it, and say, Hallelujah, praise God, my Father is, is my, my, my Savior is in heaven. For we have not as a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly upon the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need, transference. Uh, Since we have a high priest who knows infirmities, we should know that he will take care of our infirmity, our difficulties, our problems, and pay our bills, and help us, and strengthen us, and build us up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Look at Hebrews 6.19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Lord Jesus. Both sure and steadfast, 
and which entered into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after, forever after the order of Melchizedek. How about the last one, 1 Peter 3.21. I like this one. Uh, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filthy of the flesh, but the answer of the good conscience toward God, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subjected to Him. From the Galilees to the eternity, power and strength, authorities, power being made subjected to Him, being made, I mean, every knee shall bow. Now, when you think this way, when you see the progressiveness of the transference of prophetic power, you begin believing and strengthening and building up, and then you practice it. You speak into it. Speak into the children. I say to you, you will be a blessing to honor God all the days of your life. I speak life into you, son, that you become a blessing to the nations. I speak power. So today I'm talking and I'm praying for people, such as I'm praying for, for India. I'm praying for Michelle. I'm praying for Olivia. I'm praying for Natalie. I'm praying for Linda. I'm praying for Denise. I'm praying for Catherine. I'm praying for Tim Malloway. I'm praying for Petra. I'm praying for Mike Reeder. I'm praying for Anita Smith. I'm praying for Tina. I'm praying for Mike and Sherry. I'm praying for Consoli. I'm praying for Catherine. I'm praying for Mary Lucy. See, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying for Joseph and Matt. I'm praying. I'm speaking forth healing upon their lives. In Jesus' name. Prophetic power. Okay, tune up again. And by the way, you can watch this channel there in your, in your computer until 12 today. There's stuff coming all over you. Amen. The Lord bless you. Atribulado pela ação de Satanás Clamando no escuro Correndo e olhando para trás